0: Happy Easter, faith, fitness, and French toast family. This is a very special episode uh, for me for a number of reasons. Uh, Travis Rogers is a dear friend of mine, um, but more than that, uh, he's experienced um, a lot in the last couple months. Um, A precursor to this episode is a little bit more graphic. Travis blew both uh, quad muscles uh, off the bone uh, while squatting uh, just about a month ago. So we talk about his injury uh, in detail, but more importantly we talk about recovering from that injury, uh, moving forward, life coming from death, growth coming from destruction, uh, hope coming from fear. What better day to talk about that than Easter? Itself. And I just want to take a moment uh, and just talk about that before we jump into the episode here. For many people, Easter is uh, a big day. Uh, As you know, uh, I myself uh, would generally uh, ascribe to being uh, a Christian. Easter uh, in Christian tradition is the day in which they celebrate the resurrection of Christ, of the Savior. Typically after um, a few days of um, spiritual mourning, uh, Good Friday being the crucifixion and death of of Jesus, and then Easter being the resurrection, seeing that life can come from death, just like I said, uh, that the light comes after the darkness, that the truth will come free uh, after the darkness, after the night, uh, when it looks like darkness and evil have won, the truth and the light will come out. I'm super excited for this episode. Uh, I'm super excited just for you to hear the passion behind Travis's voice. Uh, I know so many of you care for him and, and the difference that he has made in this sport Uh, on the East Coast has been incredible. Uh, So I I hope you really enjoy our conversation. Uh, I hope you'll join me in enjoying a good Easter dinner tonight uh, and that you will continue to remember. If you're going through dark times, if you're going through it, as I know so many people are post-COVID and uh, in this recession, everything else that's going on, there is hope. Life comes from death. Light comes from dark. Hope comes from fear. You can make it. We're all going to make it. All right. As always, I'm your host, Moses Allwood. Let's jump on into it. Sit back, relax, and happy Easter. Travis Rogers. What is going on, brother?
1: What's up, man? We just got back from locking up the gym and returning home. In the back seat of my wife's car.
0: So you have a? Do you have a car bed? You have a house bed? Like what? <laughs> what what is the transport situation even look like for you right now?
1: Um. So basically, right now I'm in immobilizers. So uh, like these little plastic things with straps, and uh, there's two on top above the knee and two below the knee, and they're on Velcro, and you tighten them, and when the swelling goes down, you tighten them. When it swells back up, you gotta loosen them. It's a pain in the ass. Um. But uh, right now with the car situation, it's like uh, (laughs) I have to get down my steps with the walker and we have to basically reset the walker every time we go down and up the steps. So when I'm going down, the front half has to be higher than the back half so I can do like basically dips down the stairs. And then when we get to the car... My wife has to basically hold both of my legs and I shimmy my butt into the side, the right side passenger, and then grab the like, oh shit bars mm-hmm. in the car. And then basically do a lying down pull up and just pull the rest of my body into the car. And then she stuffs pillows under my legs and that's about it.
0: Oh man. And then same process all the way getting into the house.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One one slightly a little more dangerous than the other. I'd say uh, going up, especially after we, like, work out and stuff, it's pretty tough. Because basically I've been working chest and tries and shoulders because that's all I can do. And then when you get uh, you have to do dips up your front stairs, it's a little difficult. But it's working out so far.
0: God, yeah. So, I mean, how's the... Uh... All right, first off, what happened? Like, I mean, I, obviously we know, like, you've ruptured both of them. But, like... Yeah, what is what has even just been going through your mind the last couple of weeks as you've kinda of healed and gone through rehab and, and everything,
1: honestly? Um, so what had happened was uh it was kind of a weird series of events. I had just gotten into like about a week and a half of single ply. Um have gotten really close with like Amber Alice and Michael Marino. Um and like I'd reached out from a couple other like people who used to do single ply and they thought it was really cool that I was kind of going backwards in time and kind of going as a raw and classic raw lifter and then going back into kind of the originality of powerlifting and I was having a great time got briefs got my bench shirt was loving it having fun um <clears throat> actually squat my first 700 in sleeves the week prior in some uh just single ply Titan briefs and sleeves so sick so, love it I was I was pretty pretty bummed when this happened just because like i'd been making so much progress i was in wraps and we were recording warm-ups everything looked good and you know i'm a big fan of like transformer bars and ssb and stuff like that so i I do a lot of auxiliary squats so auxiliary squat day i was warming up made my normal jumps in the 600s kind of like my working doubles kind of going up Uh, i think i did like 606 630 661 all doubles so i jumped to seven which is a, a very normal jump for me right like uh i usually squat 700 multiple times a month you know probably like almost every sunday mm-hmm. so it really wasn't a big deal to me um everything felt weird there was no previous signs no atrophy no pain no anything all the warm-ups were super fast we recorded them they looked great so something was just wrong on the way up and uh my left one popped like a really, really loud pop and blew out completely. Mm. And then it shifted all the weight to my right, which then blew out. And then I kind of went all the way to the right side. And luckily, I had really close friends. And of course, we were at my gym at the Bear Cave in Salisbury, Maryland. And uh, my friend AJ was on the side spot. And that dude, I mean, me and him been through thick and thin. And one of my newer friends in the last year, Tim, was behind me. And AJ managed to pull the bar up so that obviously the transformer has those metal handles Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and they were worried it was going to like pierce my ribs. So we had the safety pins and stuff, but it was still where I was positioned with wraps. It was still low enough to catch me in the ribs or the chest. So they were freaking out, thought it was going to pierce me because I couldn't get out of the way. So he, this man was literally like pulling and lifting one side of like 400 pounds and then Tim had kind of laid back and got me to literally—he laid—he laid his back against the wall and just let me sit in his lap like a lawn chair. And uh, they took my wraps off. I—I I was in a pain, but then I kind of immediately went into shock. Like I started laughing and joking around. Um. And uh, so they took off the wraps and no one thought anything had happened to my right leg. Like it was a little swollen, but there wasn't any like visible weirdness to it. Right. Uh, when they took off my left wrap, however, though my knee was like, it Well, it looked completely on one side. Um, so we had thought I had like dislocated my knee or broken my leg. And what had happened actually was the quad had tore so far away from it that it literally looked like my knee was just like floating on my, the side of my leg. So everyone was like, holy shit. And I was like, I was in shock. So I was like, yeah, dude, I'm going to the hospital. So our friend Ray was there and she immediately, instead of, she was really awesome because she's one of those people's like, even in crazy situations who always acts on thought versus feeling. So she immediately got on the phone with my wife. They got the ambulance there. Um, And so they wheeled me out in the stretcher and stuff. And I was still fine. Uh, it wasn't until we got to the ER about. It was a really long ER wait. I think I stayed in the ER for like twenty hours. Wow. Yeah. Like, they didn't but, like
0: before a- you even got seen.
1: Uh, I had been seen and they had run tests, but like they didn't move me to like ortho or like a medical bed and stuff until like the next day. Like I slept in the I slept in the ER with it like that. Like like a
0: like a COVID thing. Like there's still just so many people in there, or like.
1: I don't know, man. It was it was insane, though. Yeah. Um, and so, like, about two hours into the ER, all of a sudden, like, everything started ballooning up. And uh, that's when I could tell. I was like, yo, something, don't just CAT scan my left. Like, you need to CAT scan the right. I think something's wrong with my right. And they're like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, like, I, I just know something's up. And sure enough, man, it was a full tear on the left leg. Um, so it was a bilateral quad tear full on the left. And they wrote down partial on the right. But when he, s- the surgeon said partial, he was being like super generous. Like he said, it was literally hanging on by like threads. Like it was, it was as close to another full tear as possible. Um, but he said the left one, it, he said he hadn't seen anything like it. He said, it literally looked like a grenade had gone off inside of my leg. Like there's just, it was obliterated. So, um, yeah, dude, it was, uh, so then the pain came on and it was like insane. Like, and of course me being, you know, clean and sober, I, I tried to avoid like narcotics and stuff as, as right. much as humanly possible. But like in the end they were like, dude, like we know like you're not like that and you're clean, but you're not going to make it like without this. Uh, so they had to do like morphine cause I'm, I'm talking like the pain was so intense. You're like black it out and it was just it was brutal oh um so my wife was in the ER with me for a while uh one of my fr- friends from the gym Ashley like brought me a fan because she knows I can't sleep without like a fan I get hot so it was like it was really cool because we had a lot of obviously a lot of people worried about me um but the worst part was apparently there's like this Facebook group that listens to fire and emergency calls So, like, a whole bunch of people knew something had happened to the cave, but they didn't know who it was or all the details. So, like, this crazy post got released on Facebook because of, like, the call um, that someone had heard on, like, the the emergency radio. And it was, like, guy breaks legs with 600 pounds. And it it was actually, like, bilateral quad tears both legs on a 700-pound transformer.
0: Yeah, so you really? should have said just comment to be like, actually, it was 700, but thank well, you. Well, no, my,
1: my friend, um, I'm not very active on Facebook. I just use it for referee stuff, really. Um, so my friend Marv is a little more, and she got on there and was like, this is what's happening. Like, I'm literally, like, best friends with this guy, and I've already been to the hospital. So <laughs> it got set straight. But um, uh... I, I'm going to be real with you. Like, it really didn't set in like, what had happened for me until probably, like, I would say, dude, like, almost two and a half weeks. Like, it was so weird because, like, with, when I got moved from the hospital and, like, I'd been posting videos and everybody had been like, oh, my God, your first steps, like, you're doing so good. And, like, I was just doing so much and, you know, in and out of sleep at the hospital. And then I got moved to the rehab center and then I was doing PT and OT, like, two to three times a day and just all kinds of stuff. Um, my mom and Jess, uh, were the only ones able to see me cause they were pretty strict on policy. Um, and that's when I started posting videos of me, like walking a little bit on the walker and like kind of learning how to go upstairs. Um, and just improving a lot. So like, you know, they're like, we're not going to hold you for a really long time. But honestly, they said the saving grace was my upper body strength. They said, if you had not been as strong as you are upper body, like you literally would have been fucked. Yeah, because like you're basically doing dips and carrying your your whole it's just dead weight. And then, of course, like your legs don't work and then the braces add weight. So you're just kind of like a slug just dragging your tail. Mm. Um, But when we got home, it was uh, I think when I got home, it was much more emotional. Like I realized like, you know, this is potentially like the end of my powerlifting career. And mm. I told Jess, like I was like, you know, like. I've been in the top ten the last three years in a row in 198. Like I'm not, I'm not ready to retire. I'm not ready to fall back and be a coach and a gym owner and just be that. Like I'm not, I'm not ready for it, and I don't want to. And it was, it was just a really hard pill to swallow that, like that, this might be it. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, I was crushed, dude. Yeah. And just, of course, I mean, yeah, I'm the one going through it all with the legs and stuff, but like, I was more worried about how. Um, it was going to impact Jess like I mean it's really hard for her to see me like in so much pain and just see you know here's your guy you know banging out totals and stuff and all of a sudden like all that just taken away in a flash yeah it's it's a really hard thing to grasp but um luckily I've been in really good of course like being in charge of USPA East and stuff and I've made really good friends at seminars and all kinds of stuff. So I like Dr. Nick Kyle has been helping me. Uh, Micah, Emery Mullen, um, my guy Guy at pivot. I've just had a really great group of people who are offering a lot of support for me advice just to talk to me. And like, of course my big things are too, like I've known Emery for a while. I've known Micah forever. And it's just like two guys that have been through vicious accidents, very similar to mine. You know, Micah with multiple knee surgeries. Emery with the same exact injury as me. um, Who are now both back on the platform. Killing it. Yeah. And so, like, they've given me a lot of hope. A lot of, you know, support. So, it's been a pretty emotional ride just talking to people. Man. Um,
0: That's a lot. Yeah, man. That's that's a lot.
1: Uh, I mean... And, like, your good days you think are going okay And then you look down and you just see these like staples and scars and you're like, fuck, dude, this is this is insane. Yeah. But the amount of support I've had, like online and through friends has been overwhelming, man. So, I mean, I'm just really grateful for everybody who, you know, follows me and just reaches out to say, you know, I motivate them or they're hoping for a speedy recovery. It's been that's been overwhelming, too. Like, I just couldn't believe the amount of people reaching out to me.
0: Yeah. I mean, and part of that's you, man. Like, you've had such a positive and intentionally positive impact on the community that, I mean, eventually the other shoe was going to drop. You know, the time was going to come where the community was able to actually support you. And, I mean, you're, you're seeing it. Um, obviously, we wish it wasn't at a time in which both your legs are fucked, but I think it says a lot to just yourself that there are this many people that are here to to help it, it does it, it says a lot man uh, even if they're a part of a, a facebook group that's tracking yeah. all the uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah that
1: was pretty wild
0: dude you tell me that so a couple of years ago uh when i was in school <clears throat> i remember i'd gone to a, a dude i fucking love sonic like sonic drive Through and slushies and everything oh I'm, dude sonic's dude, banging oh my god so there's a sonic that was like 20 minutes away from uh campus so we're driving there late me and a couple of the other powerlifting guys and uh as we're pulling out, I guess my friend had ter- forgot to turn on his uh, headlights again. We're in a well lit area, or whatever. It's nighttime, so a cop pulls him over. He's like, "Hey, like your lights aren't on," and you know, routine stop, whatever. It was fine. We didn't even think about it. I get a f- text uh, on Instagram, and someone's like, "Yo, are you getting pulled over right now in like Forest, Virginia?" Like, some dude, I don't know this guy. Like, random like message request, and I'm like. Looking around, like while we're in this car, like in the woods, I'm like, it's like 1030 at night. And this kid is like, you're getting pulled over. I'm like, is there a dude in the woods right now watching us? You know, whatever. This kid was sitting in his room listening to a police scanner.
1: Yeah, that's and, pretty much what the, the, we had happen.
0: Yeah. And he goes, I heard the name Moses. So I just started looking up Moses's and DMing <laughs> everyone until I found the one that got pulled right, over. That,
1: okay. That's a little more insane than right. mine. That's, Isn't that wild? That's pretty wild.
0: He was like 15, like high schooler. And I was like, bro, like, get a girlfriend, man. Like, play some video games. Like, go do something else. Like, this isn't it. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: kind, of, that's kind of strange, man.
0: But, uh, but yeah, man, I mean, damn. I mean, so, I, I've, seen, I've seen Daily, I mean, you're obviously, <clears throat> just by sheer force of will, I mean, you're continuing to, to move and, and rehab as you can. Have they given you, like, a recovery length? Have they given you a time frame?
1: So... I'm, I'm doing PT every day at home right? twice a day, uh, plus my training. And that's of course like simple stuff from like ankle pumps to like leg lifts. Um, just got me a get well present. So I'm using a power dot now under the supervision of, uh, Dr. Nick Kyle. Um, so like just adding that to the routine because I, you know, one of the things I really underestimated was how many nerves I've severed. Mm. So it's really hard to like feel contractions and kind of gain traction and, what muscles are firing and how to fire them at, you know, and contract them all the way. Um, so I have protocols for, for all that kind of stuff and kind of like a timeline of healing and where I should be at in that process. And uh, right now I'm really happy to say I'm a little bit ahead of schedule. Yeah. Um, awesome. so for example, like I posted a video of me the other day, taking my first few steps, kind of like holding my walker in the air and like making actual steps and uh my uh pivot PT guy Gee messaged me he was like dude Monday that was what I was gonna have you do I can't believe I'm watching you do it already and so uh it's it's kind of giving me a little more hope and um I have 30 degrees flexion in both knees right now okay which is awesome okay so week by week I should they should loosen the braces or switch braces um to give me more flexion when the time comes Okay. They're saying a wheelchair, and uh, basically until June. But um, the way I'm progressing, they said that I might, I might literally like cut that in half.
0: I mean, that'd so, be awesome.
1: Yeah, obviously. yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm not trying to get my hopes up because you know sure. you just gotta really take it at as as it is at face value, especially with like following a PT program. Because obviously, I'm wanting to come back stronger. And the way they did the surgery, I had um really wild thing. Um, so the way they did that surgery is they did metal screws and anchors into my bones mm. and basically stretched the muscles and tendons back over those. Um, I think I had about 20 staples, 15 to 20 staples in each incision. Um, so they're pretty wild looking cause they go right through those animal face tattoos on my knees. Mm-hmm. So the animals look pretty, uh, pretty vicious and <laughs> battle scarred, yeah. but, um, I really think that, I don't know, it's just kind of giving me a new perspective on things, and, uh, one of the big shocks today was when I'm training, like, I was like, man, bench feels like, like, I've always been pretty decent at Larson Press, so I was like, man, but these feel, like, crazy heavy, and, uh, so I haven't obviously been able to, like, weigh myself at all, and I finally got a chance to, um, so midday with braces on, having, you know, eaten throughout the day, um, I weighed 199, which is the lightest I've weighed since like 2018. Wow! So I've lost almost 20 pounds because I usually train around 2:15, right? Whittle down to about 2:12, and then make the cut back to 198 when I compete. So that was like, oh my God, like that was a, and people had said like, man, I see it in your face. I see it in your waist. Um, so it came as a really big shock to me and kind of a hard pill to swallow. Cause it was like looking at, you know, years of hard work of putting on size, kind of just poof gone in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And I mean the muscle atrophy, especially obviously in my legs have been super real, like, uh, we have an outdoor shower, so we bought one of those like little camping tent outdoor showers. Nice. Uh, and put it on our porch because I mean, I can't get in a normal shower. Sure. Um, and then we have like a host- like one of those handicap, like foldable with the handles, and like so you can really get yourself situated. So we're out there and it's like freezing, and we got a bucket of hot water and like a, a battery operated shower head that works on gravity and like sucks the water in. But uh, I'm sitting there like shivering and just looking down at my legs, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" Like, they don't even look like they can support my upper body anymore. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty wild, and uh, just more so that how fast that really happens. Because it's just been—it's
0: you said what two and a half weeks?
1: Of uh, this past Friday was uh, three weeks post-op. Three weeks post-op.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's fat like it wasn't like a oh three months later. Like it no, really wasn't. It was, was just... it was
1: weeks. It was it's insane, man. I've never seen anything like it. Um But you know, obviously I, I do want to return to the platform in some capacity. And I mean I love the sport. I'm gonna continue, you know, setting up events, giving back to the community, doing all the things I normally do, but uh you know, returning to <laughs> the top 10 and all that kind of stuff, I mean, it seems like a a real long shot right now, which is kind of crushing, Sure. but it's just, it's nice to know I have a lot of people behind me and they're really pushing me in that direction that think like, you know, knowing me, they're like, if anyone can return to that kind of level, it's, it's you.
0: 100%. So
1: I'm just kind of like keeping that on the back burner and just taking it a day at a time, looking at it that way.
0: Yeah. Well, so what does that look like for the teaching stand? Are you doing remote teaching? Uh,
1: No, actually, I mean, because it's so bad because, I mean, I can't really go to the bathroom Okay. uh, because we have, like, a commode because I I literally can't, since my knees have super limited flexion, like, you can't even sit on, like, a normal toilet. Right. So I'm on short-term disability all the way till June. Okay. So that worked out in my favor as far as, like, having, you know, state benefits with the, the state of Delaware for being a high school teacher. Yeah. Um, one of the few benefits, I would say. <laughs> but uh, that kind of worked out, especially with insurance, which sucks because, of course, like, you know, I miss the classroom. I don't want to. Of course, I don't want to remote teach. Remote teaching is like the worst thing ever. That was when we went through that with COVID, it was absolutely horrific. Um, and the grades plummeted because kids just wouldn't log on to the, you know, school or anything. So I'm thankful that that's, that there's some other teacher in the classroom right now. Um, But I mean, I have full job security with short term disability and all that stuff. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So it's, it's, it's been quite a lot because of course, like with the paperwork with that, I'm super nervous because I've never done anything like this to have to fill that kind of stuff out to make sure you have that job when you come back to make sure, you know, you still get paid outside and all that kind of stuff. And of course, I n- I really never miss school. Like I never take off sick. Really, um, I'll take off to like a half day to like do weigh-ins at a meet or something. But most of the time, I'm always there. So I had enough sick days to cover quite a bit of quite a bit.
0: Yeah, dude. I mean, yeah. I'm still I'm still just reeling from just what that process is for you. I mean, it's. Yeah, I mean, just to see you back in the gym, I mean, two weeks later, you're in there benching again. I mean, if that's not a testament, you're like, bro, goddammit, I'm going to keep lifting, you know? And
1: it's No, man, I'm just trying to salvage what I've worked for for so, so long. And I mean, like, I, I think I've said this before, maybe not on this podcast, but, you know, I really feel like lifting, you know, gave me something that might have been taken away. Early on in my life, and I feel like, you know, it really gave me a second chance. So, you know, as much as I hate to say it, like, you know, I said if lifting gave me, you know, a chance again, that I'd be okay if lifting also took it away.
0: Yeah. Live live by the sword, die by the sword, type five.
1: Pretty much, but the other rule of thumb is I'm not dead yet, so I'm still going.
0: You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. So, I mean, what does it look like? You know, <clears throat> orchestrating stuff, I hate to say from the sidelines, but a little bit more, you know, further back. Of we're still doing the charity stuff and the meets. Like, are you finding that you have the headspace to kind of, I don't know, take care of projects that otherwise you wouldn't even be thinking about?
1: Yeah, man, I'm, I'm still pushing hard. Uh, I just got A7 to send all our prize packages for King of the Cave this summer. They're sponsoring us with, like, dude, backpacks, socks water bottles like it was like easily a grand plus of prizes for all the lifters like i'm really pushing for all that we have a kabuki seminar next weekend at my place so we're still we're still gung-ho we're going ahead in and running everything like we normally would just with a a wee bit more help from really close friends that i you know i'm very very thankful for
0: yeah because there's uh um the out for blood isn't at the bear cave is it
1: no, that's a. It's it's really cool. It's our first meet at a fire hall. Sick. So we've cleared out like the engine bay and stuff, and we're. I'm gonna be there refing in a wheelchair. Nice. So that's uh, April 30th. So we do the uh, seminar this weekend, get a break, and then next weekend we'll be at out for blood. Nice. And that's our first uh, drug tested meet for USPA MDD this year.
0: Sweet, sweet. Yeah, I think. Honestly, I might be on the roster for that. I don't even know. I think when you first put it out, I might have registered. Might not have. Who knows? So I might be there. you should, on
1: probably, you should Yeah, you should probably check that, dude.
0: Yeah, I probably should.
1: Uh, you're like, uh, you're three weeks out. That puts me so. three weeks out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you should probably check in on that.
0: Yeah. Uh, if I still end up making it, I'll literally just do bench only. Because um, I'm still... Dude, ever since that meet last July, you remember I end up having to take that... Uh, like, 160-pound deadlift because, like, something in my back fucked.
1: Yes, like I do remember that. I remember seeing that.
0: Ever since, like, still, I mean, we're, what, eight months later? We're still not 100% sure wow. why. So, like, I've lost, like, 40 pounds since that meet. Because that was the heaviest I've ever been. Like, I was over 300. And I was like, I just don't want to be this heavy. So, like, I've gotten down to, like, 270, 265, depending on the day, which is sweet. Like, I haven't been this light and I don't know, since, like, before I started lifting. So, like, that's cool. But yeah, man, like I've forgotten how to lift. Like I remember, I literally just said this 100 an hour ago. I remember I put 500 on my back because my head, I'm like, yeah, like, sick. Like, this isn't a thing. And I put it on and I was like, fuck, <laughs> like, this, this is for sure oh, a thing, you know?
1: We were laughing today. I was like, when I come back and like legit squat for the, like, like obviously not body weight, like I got to get body weight and all that stuff first. But like my legit first squat, it'll be like a squat bar with reverse minis on it and like a five man team on me. Like I'll be so, I'll be so terrified. I'll be like staring at Tim like, bro, I can't do this. And he's like, it's the bar. I'm like, I know. I mean, that's what it is. (laughs) Yeah. I'll be like breaking out breeze for the bar.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. That's exactly right. Put on a full squat suit. Yeah, dude. That's how I feel. That's how I
1: feel right now.
0: Oh, my God. Just keep you together.
1: But uh, a quick shout-out to uh, Tim, Marv, Ashley, um, Carl, Mike Adlesky. Those guys have been amazing and a huge saving grace for me and Jess right now. Um, You know, we duplicated some keys, and everybody's been helping and alternating who's opening at the gym and who's closing the gym because I can't be there all the time because of the pain levels and leaving early and stuff. So, I mean, it's just been so great having – you know, members that really give a shit and have really helped me and Jess out.
0: Yeah, I mean, having, as you've always said, having the right people at the table goes a long way.
1: Yeah, man. Um, table table matters.
0: It does. It does. Uh, which, speaking of Table, and everyone who's listened to uh, the podcast for a while, if you haven't already, uh, you can see our part one, Table Full of Strangers. Uh, it's up on Spotify, iTunes, every other streaming platform that you could potentially think of. But speaking of which, I saw you posted something uh, earlier today uh, about people in the sport uh, who use other people for their own gain.
1: Yeah, so I kind of posted it, and then me and Micah had a real conversation about this. And me and Micah, Micah was my first coach I ever had um, 2018 nationals within, was in las vegas and i was actually still competing 181 back then and a bunch of people had money on me had seen my training they're like dude this guy's gonna like throw down at 181 like wilkes wise like he's probably gonna win the money um a lot of people behind me and uh unfortunately i had a really I had a really bad injury that one and i tore my vmo like second squad in mm. Uh, which made me favor a leg on bench Which messed up my bench And by the time I got to deadlift, dude I just didn't have anything left And I had to DQ So that was my first bomb out In front of him and his team And me and him had been like a little salty Towards each other Because uh, a lot of his athletes liked me And had watched me and one of my friends James Maps, for a while And like even them, Like he was, uh, you know Obviously hoping one of his athletes would win And the fact that they were like, Oh, Travis is going to take it You know, he kind of chaps some butts But um, after the meet, um, I'd say a week later, we had actually talked online, me and Micah, and I decided to let him coach me once I got healthier. And we probably were together for over a year. Um, We split. Things got a little rough again. And now we're really good friends. We probably talk like every other day. Hmm. Um, Like, number one, I respect him for all the surgeries he's gone through and still pushing platform totals. Um, But he said something to me today that had a lot to do with my story, and that was the fact that. You know, when stuff like this, you know severe, severe injuries, like potentially career powerlifting injuries um happen, you know you really start to see who was there for you as a person and who was there for you just to be attached to that total that's beside your name yeah and he told me, and i i I didn't know this story, he told me that when he first got injured because he used to hold all the all-time world records for i want to say 165 and maybe 181 in single ply uh gear lifting before he was raw and uh he had his knee surgeries and like all his sponsors dropped him thought he would never return to the platform would obviously proved everybody wrong is killing it right now um and actually talking about doing another single ply meet very soon which i'm super excited to see him do um And he said that's when he started Fight or Quit. Like, he was like, fuck it, no one's going to sponsor me, I'll make my own shit. Hmm. And, you know, it's true, like, you really, he said everybody left him except for Steph. And you really start to see, like, you know, who's with you to be with you and learn from you and be under your guidance, and then who's there to... You know, be seen in videos with you. Who's spotting you just to be spotting you because they're like, "Oh, it'll get me some clout." Who's gonna just drop your name in conversations and pretend like you and them are really tight and you live together and you haven't seen them in fucking months? It all changes when events like this happen. Of course, like, you know, I've made amends with a lot of people. You know, regained some friendships that had fizzled out because of some issues, and I, I really do try to reach out to people and make amends and give second chances cuz you know God knows I got them but it's just it's a tough thing to see especially when you introduce the sport to someone you know and I graciously give you know clothing you know devil socks belts equipment all kinds of stuff to be like hey man I see you don't have this yet you know don't buy it I have more than enough stuff then I know what to do with, like, please let me help you out. You know, you don't owe me any money, you don't owe me any favors, just take it. Like, I hope this helps you. And, you know, I don't ask for anything in return, except for don't be a fucking douchebag. And then, of course, people act like they don't even fucking know you.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's... It's a world of people who are so self-absorbed that... When it's not convenient for them anymore, they just toss people aside.
1: Dude, I couldn't have worded it any better. It's, you're, <laughs> you're only good for them at their own convenience. Yeah. And it, I see a lot of it, unfortunately. Yeah.
0: Uh, I think especially since I moved back to the East Coast, because um, obviously now that I'm in <clears throat> the capital, I mean, this city is full of people who are just, uh, they're just in their own world. I mean, it doesn't matter what kind of world it is. They're just, their world, everyone else is living in it type thing. But millions of people who all think that at the same time. Uh, I mean, you see it on the roads and how people drive. You see it in how people treat each other uh, in the bar. I mean, it's it's sad. Like, it's genuinely, it's sad because no one wants to recognize that you can't do this shit alone. You just can't do life alone. And if you keep believing that you're the hottest thing in the world, you're going to find sooner or later, when you're fucked, there's no one there to pick
1: you up. You lose that table, man. Mm-hmm.
0: And suddenly you're eating in a real quiet, dark room.
1: You're Steven Landsberg at the <laughs> lunch table with your pudding cup. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, man. Or, I feel like
1: that was an appropriate reference for right then.
0: Yeah, that was a good one. I, <laughs> I do like putting cups, though. I think yeah,
1: that. not not too bad. I had some pretty bad ones at the hospital. Not gonna
0: oh, lie. I believe that. They they don't yeah. do not do branded snack
1: packs, do they? No, it was pretty brutal. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I actually I actually ended up having... I had grown my hair back out, and my beard was getting really long, and I actually had to shave my head again. And trim my beard pretty short because my skin got so messed up at the hospital. Because, number one, it was hot as hell in there. The air was super dry. So, I had bad, like, family skin issues and shit. So, that made it worse. So, like, the beard was not happening because I couldn't really take care of it with, like, oils and stuff. Uh, because I was bedridden for most of the time. And then on top of that, they did a super shitty job of, like, helping me get cleaned up and stuff, man. Yeah. So by the time I saw Justin, we got home, we were like, fuck it, get rid of it. So now I'm bald, bald headed and tattooed again. So here we are.
0: So even because this is something I was wondering when you tattooed your head. So even with the tattoo, hair will still grow through that.
1: Yes, it's really funny you said that because, like, that's the number one question all my kids ask me at school. When I started growing my hair back out, they were like, you can do that. You grow hair still. I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm not bald by (laughs) choice. Like I am. I'm bald by choice. It's not like a. Like, I had a balding patch and I was like, oh, shit, I gotta shave everything. Like, no, man, I, I shaved it off when I had tattoos, to, you know. I like my tattoos. But, yeah, I, st- I can still grow a full head of hair.
0: Because, yeah, I guess, like, it's still, it's just a scar. Like, I guess it just anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why it would be any different on the head than it would be every other inch of your body that you've mentioned. Yeah, I mean,
1: once you, if you tattoo your arms, you still grow body hair out of your arms once it heals.
0: Yeah, I guess that's true. That's actually very true. But my, my hair is at yeah. that awkward length, because I just got this one, like, three months ago. So, the hair is just long enough to where it's, like, weirdly long. Like, it's not long enough to be uncomfortable, but it, like, catches on the shirt. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. God, dude, it's so annoying.
1: All- no, man, my, mine's the best right now. So, I had a really awesome, like, slightly, like, biomechish uh, Marilyn Crab Claw done on the outside of my left knee by my boy jj literally like the weekend before this happened
0: it was still (laughs) healing
1: (laughs) so it was still healing so like when they first unwrap me they're like what the fuck is wrong with his skin it's like blue and it was literally like this maryland crab claw and like a wave like flaking all this blue and red skin everywhere (laughs) and i'm like yeah there's a tattoo and it's real fresh so it was kind of (laughs) awkward So I I have yet to see it all the way. I'm sure it looks like absolute dog shit um, because I can't really get lotion to it because I'm still in like a light ace bandage wrap and stuff now. Right. But I mean, it went like three weeks without any lotion or anything on it. We're cleaning it. So (laughs) probably not the best way to take care of a tattoo, but I didn't really have a choice.
0: It's all so, good. You, you can cover it up with another thousand pieces that you'll <laughs> get done eventually.
1: Well, if JJ ever listens to it, I apologize and touch-ups are probably going to be necessary. <laughs> 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 it sucks, too, because he's such a great tattoo artist. I felt so guilty. Uh well...
0: So I've always wondered this, because out of all powerlifters, you're probably one of the most tattooed, or I would hope so. I think it's probably an aspiration of yours at this point to be the most tattooed uh, powerlifter. I
1: lifter. never really thought about it that way, but I guess you're right.
0: Like, I get, like as I think about people, I'm like, oh, all my friends have tattoos. I'm like, oh, Travis is probably the most out of anybody. But uh, what... Some people are like, "Oh, I'm not supposed to like work out or sweat or like do da 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 da." Obviously, oh, like my god, you like the next day are just like, "Fuck it,
1: like- dude!" I can't, um, I can't tell you how many dumbass tattoo DMs I get like a fucking day. It would blow <laughs> your mind. Like, I need to keep a catalog of the dumbest shit I've ever been asked. This this really one that a big one that stands out in my mind. This guy texts like DM me for like three days straight. <laughs> Talking about, like, hey, man, should I get a head tattoo? And then was like, do you think my work will be okay with it? I'm like, are you you fucking serious? Like, number one, you don't work for me. Right. How would I know? (laughs) I don't know you. You are a stranger. (laughs) And I was like, if you're questioning me, another complete stranger, whether you should get your fucking head tattooed, the answer is definitely fucking no. And I said it just like that to him. And he's like, you know what? I think I'm going to do it. I'm like, Will you I, I was like, well, you fucking have fun with that. And you let me know what your boss thinks. I hope you get a raise. So,
0: Wait, was this I mean, was this recently? Has he, has he since done it?
1: No, that was, I don't know. But that one was just the one that stuck out for me. <laughs> um, but I, I get a lot of them. Most of them are the exact question you ask. Like, hey, bro. So I know you're real tatted and such. And I like your sweet ink. How many days should I wait till, you know, like get a pump before I should like, you know, with the new tat and all. And I'm like, um, for me, like, uh, like 15 minutes.
0: (laughs) I walk out of the parlor and go to the gym.
1: Yeah. Like you just, I just don't understand. I'm like, dude, just don't be a moron. Like if I get one on my upper back. Don't squat because the bar is going to grind into it or use a SSB so it sits on top of your shoulders and doesn't touch it, you dumbass. Right. <laughs> or like, oh, bro, I just got my thighs done. Well, I probably wouldn't fucking deadlift then because it rushes against your skin. Yep. Like, just just be smart. But I just don't understand. And I'm like, spray some Bactine on that bitch and stop being a pussy.
0: Yeah, I think, like, I went back to DMV, like, two days. I don't know, whatever the next training day was after I had it. I still had the, whatever the fucking wrap on it. And uh, <clears throat> someone was like, oh, my God. Like, you still have the wrap on your tutu? Like, you're working out? I was like, it's not going to fucking fall off my arm. Like, it's already there. Yeah. Like <laughs>
1: People act like it's a sticker. Like, it's all of a sudden going to slide out from under it's the gonna, plastic.
0: It's going to dissolve with, like, yeah. sweat. I'm like, no, I'm just going to fucking clean it after I work out. Like...
1: Yeah, people are ridiculous, man. I mean, the only thing I would really say was is the obvious like the sun and soaking it in long periods of water are two absolute no-nos that I for sure don't do. Um but I mean the working out thing, as long as you're smart and you you like normally you clean it and take care of it like it's not a fucking big deal.
0: Yeah. It, it, so it, for
1: it. everyone listening right now, stop DMing me that stupid shit. <laughs> Seriously, stop I fucking. I will. I'm just going to send them a link to this podcast. As my <laughs> to everything they do. I'm like, fast forward to this part, you idiot. Yeah,
0: fast forward to 30 minutes in.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, Jesus Christ, man. I was like in number one, or, oh, bro. Do you think I should get this or how did this feel on you? We are not the same, man. Right.
0: Pain tolerance. I would say like my pain
1: tolerance. My pain tolerance is pretty fucking high. And like, I don't know you. Like, I don't know what's going to look good on you. I don't even know who you, I don't even know what you look like except for your profile picture. Like, I don't fucking know, man. So, but it's wild the stuff people ask me about tattoos.
0: Bro, you sound like uh, Andy Huang does that. Have you ever seen him do one of his uh, AMAs every time he puts one up on his story? He'll be like, he'll be so energetic on the front end, too. He'll be like, hey, guys, I like, got a couple hours. Like, ask me whatever you want. And then someone will ask him, like, a, a basic question, like,
1: hey, is there a program
0: you'd recommend? He goes, no. Like, that's gonna be the answer. I'm just be like, nah, fuck you. Stupid question.
1: I'm like, Andy, <laughs> Oh, dude, I did, I did get a really good programming question the other day because, of course, I'm sure you know my whole spiel on like, yep. fuck coaching. Fuck like, coaching I just, is only program. I only, I only program people. Right. Uh, no one held my hand in the sport, and I'm sure as fuck not gonna hold your hand either. Um, but someone messaged me, and I guess they were fresh out of like, not even released from the hospital yet and had like tore something not a quad but something might have been an acl they're like hey bro do you write programs and they they started with that they didn't tell me about the injury and i was like yeah man i do and i gave him some information and we talked for a little bit he's like cool man well i'll let i'm gonna i'm gonna get cleared tomorrow and we can start i'm like you're what <laughs> and they're like oh this is torn and i'm like hey man i'm not a pt i don't recommend any of this shit I will not program for you. <laughs> he was like, but I, I mean, I thought you were a good price. I'm like, I make great deals for people who are not greatly fucked up. So I don't advise starting now. But we joked about it today because I'm sure most of my guys, uh, I was talking to my buddy, Tim Brown, who I've become very close with this year. So today was my first day of a program. I've actually fully written out that involves like, if you can't move from the waist down.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, you do your whole, whatever, train alongside me thing, right? Where you're like, people can train at the same time as you?
1: I'll make everyone simulate it and make everyone sit in a chair for half the day. (laughs) Like, just a normal, like, student-sized chair. Or, like, a wooden stool. That would be pretty good. Um, But one of the coolest DMs I think I've gotten, I actually was talking to my wife about this. Uh, I had a paraplegic competing powerlifter... who holds some records and stuff and does single ply, message me. Hmm. Fully paralyzed, always in a wheelchair. Um, and it was like, hey man, I've been following you for a while. I really look up to you. I think it's crazy you're you know, you're progressing so well and doing well with this injury. If you need any help coming up with ideas on how to do stuff in your wheelchair, please let me know. And I thought that was the coolest wow. shit I'd ever been messaged. Like that, that touched me, dude. I was like, that's badass. Wow. Yeah, so much respect for that guy. I was like, that is really cool. Like out of out of all the messages, I think that was one of the coolest ones I've gotten that I was just like, man, that like it hits different.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a humility thing too.
1: Yeah, like it really is, man. He's just genuinely same deal. I know And I will say, man, this uh as shitty as this experience has been, it's also been extremely humbling. And I mean like like I I looked at Tim today, I was like, dude, like I'm He's like, man, you're really going hard already again. I'm like, dude, I'm fucking glad I'm going to be able to walk again. Yeah. Like, you know, that very well could have not happened. Yeah. If I hadn't had those guys, you know, be there to get that bar, like, who the fuck knows what would have happened, man? It could have been way worse. Yeah.
0: Oh, no, it's, it, yeah, it's blessings in disguise and blessings publicly, you know? It's, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, <clears throat> even as uh, as Hunter was saying, just in her own story, you know, having cancer as a kid and, uh, you know, then heart defects and everything. Was just, like, recognizing. She's like, you know, that could have been it. Like, that could have stopped everything. But yeah. it didn't. So she's like, every single session now, like, I'm taking it balls to the wall because who knows if it's going to be the last one I ever do, you know?
1: Dude, that's... I, I couldn't have said that better. That's exactly how I feel right now. I'm like, man, if if this was fucking it for me, like... Why? Why wouldn't I want to make it the best I could?
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, hundred percent. So you got meats coming up. You got <clears throat> charity stuff. I mean, what else is what else is new in the in the Papa Bear, Mama Bear world?
1: Well, after I get my I get some flexion back and I'm allowed to walk upstairs to my art studio, I'm gonna try to get a drop organized for this summer, a, a little bit bigger one. Uh, Mike is actually helping me out with this drop. He's got some good hookups as far as some stuff, so we're actually gonna. F- and I've gotten so many requests for this. We're actually finally going to print some pretty wild ass singlets. Awesome. So I'm be my all my custom artwork, um, but done up full scale on a singlet.
0: That's fucking. Um, sick. And I
1: actually uh, he he hooked me up and sent me some uh, some shorts. I got right before I started uh, PT. And uh, I really like him, so I might actually hit him up for how he's manufacturing his shorts, too. I really liked him. I trained in him today. Super soft, comfy, stretchy. I could actually stretch them over my braces, which I was super surprised. As I texted him in the morning, I was like, hey, man, I want to wear your stuff today, but I have a, <laughs> I really don't know if they're going to fit over my leg braces right now. But sure enough, man. So it's pretty cool, man.
0: man sing- I mean, once you start making singlets, you know you've made it.
1: I, mean. I wouldn't say all the. I, wouldn't say all that, but.
0: <laughs> I think of uh, dude every time I see Roman compete, and he's always wearing this like the fucking ramen singlet or dude, his all random shit.
1: <laughs> him, him, Dan Griggs, and a couple other guys came to the cave probably like a month ago. Yeah, because he was trying to pull a thousand that day, and he didn't quite get up there to. I think he made it to like nine fifty or sixty, and couldn't lock it out that day. And then a month later, obviously, pulled the heaviest male deadlift of all time. Um, but that motherfucker, not not Dan, Roman, and I, I like Roman, that motherfucker changes outfits more than any motherfucker I've ever met in my entire life. Like, I swear to God, he'll pull a warm-up set, I'll turn around and be like completely different socks and shit. Like, what in the fuck are you doing, dude? yeah he's he's a, he's a he's definitely a character man
0: dude, he's a funny he's guy. wild he's a funny yeah, dude. he's wild because um, yeah he's so methodical about everything but then he will like he's determined for you to know that he doesn't give a fuck about powerlifting
1: yeah but, well it was funny because that was when um him and the Beal were getting fucked with about their carpets and rugs uh-huh and they were making all those memes about them like selling rugs and all that kind of bullshit. And uh, so I had taken the rug I had bought for the lobby out and put it on my platform that day. And I was like, yo, peep this fucking rug. It's way better than yours. And they were all like, no, dude, seriously, your rug is way cooler than ours. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> Oh, yeah. I did a deadlift session with him, uh, I don't know, two months ago now. And he had the rug out. And I was like, Roman, I was like, bro, why do you have a fucking rug on the deadlift He goes, I'm mimicking competition standards. And I was like, there's no rugs on the competition. He goes, yeah, but it's kind of like a carpet. And then he like showed me like the foot positioning, the whole thing. I said, Roman, well, yeah,
1: yeah, I, I, he's got a point. He does. But, I mean, but at the same time, you know. I'm like,
0: bro, if I roll up to like a gold's gym or like a planet fitness and put a fucking rug out, every single person's going to clown me. It doesn't matter how much I'm moving. They're just going be like,
1: it's, it's true. But like, at the same time, I was like, we all have our, like, our nuances and our nervous tics and different shit we do while we're lifting like people always get on me for deadlifting look like i'm gonna fucking cast a spell on the bar with like my magic fingers (laughs) or like they call it like piano keys and shit like that i mean like everyone's got their shit they just do right it's very ritualistic so i mean i can't really get mad at the man for a rollout carpet
0: hey and i mean he pulls 800 so like
1: yeah, yeah, you can't fucking argue. Yeah, that.
0: something like, I'm honestly more powerful. Yeah, in,
1: in a meet, in a meet, right. too. So, right. Um, I think, too, I mean, like, I'm super, not super, oh, st- well, yeah, I'm more superstitious with like wearing different gear in competition. Like, if there's a pair of like socks, like, I remember I wore the same pair of like my first sponsor socks, even though they had given me plenty of new ones and came out with new ones. I think I wore the same ones for like three fucking years straight as a 181-er before I gave them to my friend AJ, and he's like, these are the legendary socks. I'm like, bro, those socks has seen some shit. So, I mean, like, I'm very superstitious with, like, clothing and stuff like that, I think, when it comes to competition time.
0: Yeah, especially knee sleeves. Uh, I know you're a big fan of uh, knee sleeves on competition day.
1: Uh- bro, <laughs> fuck <laughs> knee sleeves. but <laughs> Everyone's like, Travis, which knee sleeves do you prefer? I'm like, wraps. Wraps yeah. are the best knee sleeves. But uh, I'm not going to lie, I, we actually talked about this today, too. Uh, when I do return, I'm pretty sure you'd have to put a fucking gun to my head to make me put on a pair of wraps right now.
0: Oh, I'm sure.
1: Like, the PTSD is real. Actually, I had some really crazy uh, PTSD in the hospital, and actually, it's, it's, helped, it's gone away quite a bit. Um, you know that thing you do right before you fall asleep, but you catch yourself and you like feel like you're falling? Yep. I was doing that like 15 to 20 times a day while I was awake.
0: Oh, like standing
1: up? Yeah. Oh. And like I would I would like reach for shit like I was falling, like the accident was happening all over again. Like I was trying not to fall down. Yeah. It was the scariest shit and I would do it in front of nurses and stuff and they'd be like, Oh my God, are you okay? And it's like I couldn't help it. Um but it's gotten a lot better since I got home out of the hospital. It probably only happens like three or four times a day now. That is wild. Yeah, it's weird and I I mean I talked to like OT and stuff about it. And they're like, no, that's a real thing. Like, you probably do. I mean, is especially since the fact that, like, as soon as it happened, I went into shock. Right. They're like, you probably had some real shit.
0: You had, like, a biological trauma response or something.
1: Yeah, and I know I know. Emery's talked about it. He has PSD, uh, PTSD from his as well because he had the same injury, both quads, at the same time.
0: Man. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember. Who was it that... Uh, it was a Russian lifter or something, right? Where it also happened. Like he had like eight eighty on his back or something.
1: Oh yeah, I saw that man. That was sick.
0: Oh my god. And yeah, it blew yeah. both off. And I like yeah. I watched it like physically, like like oh yeah. anyway. I've
1: had a lot of people ask me if I if I have a video of it, and I do. Uh and I've watched it quite a few times and it the the sickest part of the video, like you can hear the pop. But, like, uh, it's the look on my face, dude. Like, yeah. I I don't think I've ever seen, like, a picture of me or anything, like, where I look, like, legit that fucking terrified. Yeah. Like, because you just, you, you're not even, like, crying out in pain. You're just, like, you just look like you don't know what the fuck to do. Yeah. Like, you look just so. Lost. Fucking helpless. Yeah, it's it's wild. So, uh, I did delete the video. It's never going to surface and go viral. Good. Um
0: good you, so, you don't need a joe sullivan uh bar bending over your back video for the next decade of your life
1: yeah man i'm yeah fuck that
0: yeah oh
1: my god i I've, i'm not gonna be known for that i'm gonna be known for the comeback not the fucking injury that's
0: exactly right get a rocky balboa uh type beat going just with,
1: yeah man <laughs> actually someone recommended that already for one of my stories they're like cue rocky soundtrack <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's what I have for the rest of my days is Rocky soundtracks and I of the Tiger, yeah, uh, nonstop.
0: I'm more of a. Uh, you ever see Southpaw? That Jake
1: Gyllenhaal one? Yeah, man, that's a good movie. That
0: I honestly, I think that one resonates even better than uh, than Rocky does because that one feels more realistic. But uh, yeah, yeah,
1: that one is a good movie. Man,
0: yeah, that uh, yeah, that's a lot. I mean, obviously, I, I speak for everyone. I say I'm glad that you're. In some semblance, okay, that you're improving. Um, that's.
1: It's like when people ask you how you are. I'm like, dude, you're looking at it like it's as yeah. it's as good as it can be. Yeah. And like I said, I'm just thankful. It, it seriously could have been way way worse.
0: Yeah. You're able to move in some way. You're able to train. You're breathing. Every day above ground's a good day.
1: So correct. That's, correct.
0: That's significant.
1: Well, I'm I'm really uh, I'm really been fiend in for a new tattoo even though uh, the only room i have left is on my legs and i'm not sure how we would quite do that right about now
0: yeah that feels but like maybe um, not your best
1: uh your best yeah, option. <laughs> not best. yeah but i i really want to get um like just something like kind of corny and dumb like some old school flash and i really want uh not dead yet on it nice so something like that it's
0: my my competition play uh spotify playlist is called not dead yet so i'm all for that's it. that's good
1: i like that yeah I like that.
0: um Because, yeah, it's not over till it's over. Um, It just, it isn't.
1: No, and it's definitely, for me, it's definitely not.
0: Um, You know, what, as you look ahead, um, as you think through your recovery, um, even the meets coming up, what mentally, for people who are, are going through similar shit, people who are, you know, think there's not a way out, that they're just, fuck, this is it. What do you got for him? Because obviously that's never been your mindset. never will be your mindset because you're a fucking fighter. What do you got for people, man? What's, what's up for you?
1: I mean, I think even with this injury, nothing ever changed. Yeah. It's either you fucking want it or you fucking don't. And there's no room for middle ground or in between. And if you want to fucking be mediocre, then by all means, like fucking sit on your ass and cry your woes away. But if you want to fucking, you know be remembered for something and build something like I'm trying to do, then fuck that shit. You have to do what you have to do to get back at it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to. And and honestly, if you, for me too, like, I mean, you know, down, not dead, man. Like I'd rather, I'd fucking much rather die than fucking just curl up into a ball and just give up on all this shit. Yeah.
0: And it's going to be on your terms. When that day comes, it's on your
1: terms. Maybe, maybe
0: (laughs) you're going to do your best to ensure that it is.
1: I'm just saying the next time, if this ever happens again, I'm like, dude, take away the safeties and load a thousand. Let me crush it into a diamond. Yeah. That's sort of be on my own terms. I'm going to live
0: by the bar. I'm going to die by the fucking bar. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh man. Well, hopefully, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to literally pull up my registration, uh, here in a minute, uh, and find out about yeah, this.
1: <laughs> please check on, <laughs> please check on that for me. I would love, I'd love to see you in person and out of meet, but, yeah. uh,
0: I <laughs> gotta, I gotta make um, sure I'm actually going to be there first. Uh, yeah.
1: Make sure you're there. Yeah. That'd be a great thing. Yeah. Um, another thing too, uh, if you need to change it to bench only at registration, I got you. Okay. I appreciate that. So yeah, we, you don't even have to email us. We can do it right at the weigh-in table. Okay. Tight. Uh,
0: cause yeah, that would, uh. That lets me because I can peak my bench in like three weeks. Um, yeah,
1: there you go. Sweet. But uh,
0: I cannot peak my squat in three weeks. That's not going to happen. No, no, uh, that would be hard. That would. Oh God, I would end up blowing out.
1: Although I've I've done dumber things before. Oh yeah, that's I mean true. you saw me at Summer Slam. I was like, I t- I fucking hurt my calf. Had one week to take my opener and sleeves, which I hadn't been in in like six months, and then said fuck it and did the meet. <laughs> yeah, and it ended up pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: it did. It worked out. After uh, yeah, it worked out. Man. God, that beat was.
1: That meat was packed. It was dope meat. Man. Dude, that, that was, was right before Power Build opened. We still had boxes and shit everywhere. Yeah, and the TVs were breaking. It was awesome.
0: TVs were breaking uh, until they brought out those little portable bathrooms. There was one porta potty in the back for 120
1: lifters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, quick shout out, man. Some people who aren't on that selfish roundtable list, man. Uh, Jim Mingle and Josh Miller are Eminem Power Events, fucking balling out, working under. Um, Bobby Bolin for BFG Lifting. Love Bobby. Love those two. They're doing a fucking awesome job and really helping me keep um, the other side of Maryland alive and kicking with all these meets and just been a really big help for me. Great guys to work with. Super fun to work with. So I just want to shout out uh, Bobby and Jim and Josh for being just fucking awesome examples of people I want to see in the sport that flourish.
0: Yeah. People at your table matter, bro. And you've got a good table.
1: Trying to keep it that way. Keep
0: it that way. People that are there this year, we want to be there the year after and the year after that. Yes,
1: sir. So. Um, and also, man, I, I, it was funny. So when you asked me last week to be on the podcast again, uh, I know you always ask the breakfast question at the end. Yeah.
0: You have a, so you have a I, new I pre, answer
1: for me? I, pre, I premeditated this one. <laughs> I've been thinking about it for a while. That's how involved I was in this podcast this time. Um, so hold on one sec. Hey, Jess, what's that mix with the protein waffles in the box? Kodiak? Yeah, it's a flour, right?
0: Kodiak cakes?
1: It's just a pancake. Flour. Yeah, so the, ca- the Kodiak cake flour mix, waffles, right? Not the pre-made ones. Like, you got to make it yourself. The protein waffles with some maple syrup, turkey bacon, and like two fried eggs with the, with the yolk still runny.
0: Okay. Turkey bacon, not was, not actual bacon. Turkey bacon.
1: No, nah, I'm a big fan of turkey bacon for some reason. Right,
0: not because of the health.
1: I mean, don't get me wrong. I really, I really like normal bacon, but turkey bacon just hits different sometimes. <laughs> so, a- I don't know, man.
0: Ask uh, ask Jess what her uh, what her breakfast go to is.
1: Hey, hey, Jess. Uh, Big Mo wants to know what your go to breakfast would be if you had to pick you're on death row (laughs) death row choices right now for breakfast Uh, Um, so far I got um
0: no sorry
1: it's on the spot it's a tough question sweet potato pancakes sweet potato pancakes lots of butter and syrup lots of butter and syrup regular ass bacon regular ass bacon and oh hash browns fuck i forgot hash browns hash browns for sure
0: it's hard though
1: because like the hash browns have to be crunchy yeah Either that or like bro oh and our our, our we, we we're gonna throw in a second choice and i know this is also her choice um before or i meant after weigh-ins cracker barrel breakfast whole bro, I'm shit
0: telling you man cracker barrel
1: dude every <laughs> time don't say it's not that good it, it is, is good. that good it's so good it's like not even Dude, I do the country boy breakfast every time. Every time, with the time steak. right? Every fucking time. <laughs> and you, you just eat like jam and those biscuits until I feel like I'm going to fucking vomit everywhere. Yep. And have to take like a gas X and Modium to stop from imploding. <laughs> and then keep going. Yep. But there, that's, my, that's my meat go-to.
0: Yeah, because it's like 10 bucks. Like, yeah, it's yeah, so man. unnecessarily cheap.
1: It's so great, man. So great. God,
0: I fucking love Cracker Barrel. So much. I literally, I was talking to my boy the other day because uh,
1: maybe we can get a Cracker Barrel uh, dual Bear Cave slash your podcast sponsorship. That would be dope. I,
0: I think that that would be uh, ludicrous. I think that would be a really that, good. That would
1: be. That would be. Yeah, lucrative. That's what I was would, looking for. Lucrative. Everyone would be jealous. Yeah, every, no, yeah. it'd be ludicrous too. Lucrative
0: and lucrative. You uh, know, Cracker Barrel sponsoring someone in the powerlifting community. Uh, I, I think we'd both go viral. I think that would be the one
1: we would we would be super famous for nothing cool except for cracker yeah, country
0: boy breakfast and cracker Barrel sponsorships
1: yeah. <laughs> hey man i just want to say it's been awesome talking to you and i really hope to see you on the 30th
0: well folks that was of course just a great conversation Travis Rogers you can find him uh, on Instagram at Papa Bear Rogers Uh, and you can also find Jess who's in the background there for a little bit in the uh, end of the episode uh, at Mama Bear Rogers if you ever want to go visit them up in Maryland their gym is in Salisbury the Bear Cave Uh, and any of the USPA Maryland or Delaware uh, meets are managed by by the two of them you can find the Bear Cave on Instagram the Bear Cave USPA Maryland or any of his sponsors, Live Large Fitness, uh, Barefoot Athletics, Raw Grip Chalk, Zone Smelling Salts, everything you can find uh, right there on his Instagram. If you want to hear more from me uh, or from the show, you can find me at Big Mo Powerlifting, or uh, you can also find us at Faith Fitness Podcast. Next week, I'm super fired up for uh, a special guest uh, that will be joining me, Kristen Nunn out of Kansas City. Kristen reached out after uh, my conversation with Hunter Henderson uh, and was eager to get on. So stay tuned. A lot of exciting things coming up. Uh, You can always subscribe to us on iTunes or Spotify uh, or just visit us uh, online for full interviews, trailers, and more as we move through season six. As always, so appreciative of each and every one of you. Happy Easter from me and Faith, Fitness, and French Toast, and we will see you next time. God bless.